Dish from Waitrose is an SE Creative Studio production. Fizz Beyond Carbonated Water. Introducing the Infizz Fusion by Sage. Carbonate a refreshing strawberry wine cooler or a homemade lemonade like never before. Infizz. And release. Infizz your flavour. Sage, the Infizz Fusion Carbonator, available in a range of Lux colours, exclusively at John Lewis. Our podcast might contain the occasional mild swear word or adult theme. Oh, hello, and welcome to Dish from Waitrose. I'm Nick Grimshaw. And I'm Angela Hartnett. Oh, hi, Angela Hartnett. Hello, Nicholas. How are we? Are we all right? We're very well, thanks. And your good self? Yeah, really good. Do you like the summer? I do love the summer, yeah. actually. Holiday time. You're not one of them that moans it's too hot, are you? Oh, I moan it's hot, but only because there's 50 people in the studio. But yeah. well, that is fine. Do you know what? The Dish studio is sort of as cold as... I was going to say a supermarket, but it's as cold as a waitress, <laughs> isn't it? It's like the only place where it's actually It is. Cold. Bl- blinds are down. Dare I say on. it's too cold? No, never too cold. No, never too cold. We're in a studio. We have Tim Minchin joining us today. You are fresh from seeing him last night at the Old Vic. I know, Groundhog Day. Was it good? It was brilliant, yeah. He wasn't. He doesn't star in no, it. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it was very, very good, yeah. It's come back for its second season. Uh-huh. And I'm also seeing him. I am seeing him on Sunday night. And I saw him two weeks ago, so a bit of a fan at the moment. All right, obsessed. <laughs> Why? Do you love Tim Minchin? Well, it just coincidentally, uh-huh. it's all sort of coming together. It's a bit of a Tim Minchin moment. There's no one really like Tim Minchin, is there? Like, he's quite an enigma in what he does. Yeah, he's a bit of a renaissance man. He does really everything. Is. Before we get Tim in, I thought we could have some questions. Okay. First up, Jan has been on. Hi, Dish Team. I... Absolutely love the podcast. The crack and the food is a triumph. I never miss an episode. I'm not a very good cook. I really struggle with bringing everything together and I often get the timings wrong. We have some friends who are great cooks and it is our turn to have them all over for dinner. Mm. But I'm panicking about what to cook. I do feel that pressure. I've still not cooked for you, Ange. Mm. What did I make the other day? Oh, when I made fish for my mum, I was like, oh, this yeah. is what I'm going to do for Ange. Go on, what was the fish? It was just r- really nice, fresh fish. Yeah. And then I just cooked it with butter. Okay, it lovely. Was delicious, yeah. obviously. <laughs> obviously, it's And loads butter. of salt, and it yeah. was delicious. And mum loved it? Mum loved it. She actually said it was the nicest food she'd had in London, and I'd taken her out to restaurants the night before. Wow. Yeah. Some place called Murano. No, <laughs> I didn't take her there. 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 But she did like it. But Jan said, could you advise me on a one pot or tray baked meal that I can't go wrong with? They all eat meat, chicken, but we all like veggie too. Thank you in anticipation, Jan. Chicken's a good one because you can just joint it all up, Mm -hmm. put loads of vegetables in with it and just whack it in the oven. That's a good one. She could do like a really great fish pie. Is that too simple for her? Mm, See, no, I, I think, think fish something pie like is that good. is fantastic. Because what the trickiest bit is the pastry. You can buy yeah, that. Yeah, but you could do mash. Why yeah. should she have to do pastry? Yeah, I think that's a brilliant thing. Yeah, and or a whole fish. You could do that, and that really is simple. Go mm. to your fishmonger. Say, take out the bones and then stuff it, and then you just put it straight on the table, and then all you have to do is cut it. That's it. That's it. That is it. Easy. And the fishmonger's going to do all the work for you. He'll do the work for you, and then it's lovely. Go see him at the Waitrose counter. (laughs) Say, Angela Hartnett sent me. Next up, 
Producer Sarah has written in a letter. Ooh, Sarah. <laughs> We've really got that many fans. Yeah, Sarah's hi, Sarah. writing in Hi, now. producer Sarah. No, this <laughs> was a genuine question. And do you know what? We had to include this one because I think this every time I'm doing it and I always forget to ask you. There's got to be an easier way to peel ginger. Some people just grace it, the whole thing with the skin. I Pain use a peeler. Peeler. I do use a peeler rather because you waste less. Yeah, because you would like you end up binning more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, peeler. Peeler. Should we get our guest in? Yes, let's do it. Just to be clear, I didn't write today's introduction. So if you do you feel mean? like a groan, I won't take offence. We start today with an honourable mention. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, for yeah, our no. first ever Grammy-nominated guest. Oh. And we've also promised to make no Groundhog Day jokes whatsoever. Oh, God. Here we go. And we've also <laughs> promised to make no Groundhog Day jokes. Yeah. yeah, see, I didn't write it. Writer, actor and compositor Tim Minchin is here, everybody. I think both Honourable Minchin and the repeated <laughs> Groundhog Day jokes, they're just about well, to get to that point time. where they're finally funny for the first time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's happen. It's like you've not heard that before. Really weird. And well, welcome, Tim. Thanks. Thanks. How are you? How is life? Good. Life's good, actually. Yeah, it's always a bit hectic. Uh huh. But I've learned about myself that there's a level of hectic that works for me. Mm -hmm. or, or to put it another way, there's a level of not hectic enough that doesn't work for me. Do you like work under pressure? Then is that yeah. your thing? Yeah. I don't. Need it. The thing is with our industry is it's kind of you're either sitting around thinking what is my purpose in life or you're under pressure there's not much middle ground like so say so I was going to be in London for four weeks to open Groundhog Day and stuff yeah. but I was mostly just going to be like you know doing some press I didn't have much to do so I put these solo gigs on sale to make myself not sit around all day questioning my existence. Wow. <laughs> have you always been like that Tim have you always been like a, a doer? I suppose so. I mean, I, I, I've been very, very lucky, but I don't suppose you get to do all the fun things I've done if you're chilling. Yeah. I know, I seemed totally chilled out. <laughs> yeah, he's really chilled, yeah. Um, now, we are going to eat in a second. Mm. Tim so has excited. come prepared yeah, I've come by prepared not eating. With an yeah. empty stomach. The yeah. stomach is ready to go. So we will have food first, but we thought, you know, Dish is a food podcast. We could talk about your incredible cheese song. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Eight minute long. Iconic iconic anthem <laughs> that you performed at Royal Albert Hall, no less. Yeah. And I just love how stupid and silly this whole thing is. Because it's not <laughs> so like... It's, stupid. It's, so like the, it's yeah. like kind of the biggest orchestra I've ever seen. Yeah, 57 people playing yeah. a song, <laughs> an eight-minute mini opera about cheese. Some of my work, you know, I, I did get a bit of a reputation for being quite political or mm. it having an edge and I get the feeling everyone's waiting for the, the other foot to drop and so like, what's this actually, what's the metaphor? Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, no, it's a song about cheese. It's, it's just cheese. cheese. It's just about it's just my cheese. slight lactose yeah. intolerance. But, there's, you know, there's like, you're going a journey through it. It's complex yeah. Yeah. the stomach. And, you well, know, it uses my love for cheese. It compares it to love that damages yeah. you, yeah. which is what my love of cheese does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like you always forget, don't you? The love yeah. is always stronger. I don't forget. I just do it anyway. You just do yeah. it. Yeah. It's just, you fight through it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like drinking too much alcohol. Yeah, you love it while you're doing it and it's awful afterwards. Yeah. It's the same with cheese. I'm yeah. just rolling around in my bed. Yeah. You're just living. Groaning. <laughs> yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just sort of wrapped oh, in self-loathing. No. 
You are here not to talk about cheese, but you are yeah. here to talk about Groundhog Day. Back at the old Vic. Yeah. And Angela, you're fresh from seeing it I last night. I saw it last night. Oh, in the heat. In the heat. Oh, my God. Mm. I mean, I did feel sorry for all those actors and actors. Acting in snow. So, and they had, like, ski gear on and all yeah, these, like, padded right. jackets. They must have been. Yeah, because it was hot. Yeah. in London yesterday yeah. and the air conditioning went down at the old Vic, yes. which, by the way, doesn't happen and yeah. it won't happen again. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, these guys are depicting tap-dancing, yeah. snow-suited winter in, yeah. in, you know, punks are tawny. You would not have no- They no, did an incredible performance. They it does make just... the audience a bit soporific, though. <laughs> well, well, that's not the right word, but, yeah, sleep yes, it. Yeah. But um, did it make you your heart sore? I loved it. He was an incredible performer, yeah, as was yeah. she. And yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It was... And the the audience loved it, even though we we're all by the end of it dripping. Yeah. yeah, there were standing ovations, and yeah. it was fabulous. Congratulations! Yeah. Isn't right? yeah. yeah. I mean, it's selling out. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it was packed last night. It's been a long journey because yeah. it opened seven years ago, and then went to Broadway, and then mm. we couldn't get it back into London for lots of reasons, and then. You know, we lost our producer, beautiful Andre died very suddenly, and then COVID hit, and it sort of felt like one of those things in life where you think, well, maybe. It's not meant to be. Maybe it's it's not not meant to be, but luckily we're not, we don't think like that. We just kept going back to how people responded the first time around and went, this can't go away. And so a bit of tenacity, but also it's the theme of Groundhog Day. You know, you keep trying and Mm -hmm. keep improving and it's actually a deeply complicated piece of musical theatre because it's a very complicated thing to try and pull off a person trapped in a in yeah. a repeated day but it manages to resolve into just pure heart i'm very proud of it in that way it goes from a sort of intellectual exercise yeah. and a very dissonant thing into a very open-hearted warm sweaty thing if you were stuck in a day forever is there a day that oh you God, ever look back yeah. on and you think that was one of the best days maybe a wedding maybe a great party is the day we like? I'd I'd give that a go. Well, reliving that. Not to be too Today. intellectually po-faced about it, but I mean <laughs> that that my whole life is. If there's something that drives me, it's variety. You know, it's why right. I've done all these different things. I find repetition difficult, or at least I find the curiosity of pushing out in a different mm. direction very tempting. So the idea of repeating your good day is kind of, and, and this is what Groundhog Day says. Yeah. Eventually, he figures out that oh, wow, why don't I just have the best day ever? And, and in his brain, that's very exploitative. Mm-hmm. He, like, steals stuff and, ha- you know, manipulates people into sex and he's, like, a terrible, terrible person. Mm. But he does have the best day ever, but he learns that it's awful. And actually you damage your good days by having them again. That's the lesson of life, isn't it? You, The fleetingness is why it's valuable. Do you ever um, feel like you're in a Groundhog Day doing dish? Permanently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The play does a... It works on a whole other level, which is really sort of suggests that life is like being trapped in a musical. Yeah. And, of course, those poor performers not only have to perform mm. the same show and it is so intricate that it's like yeah. your foot is in the right place at the right time, they have to do that eight shows a week. Mm. But within each show... They have it's to do the same day. Yes. They're, they're doing the same lines yeah. over and over again, yeah. which sounds boring, but it's not. It's very clever. And Phil Connors says in, in one of the songs, he says, there was a day with a girl, I remember it well. Her name was Janine or Jane Ann or Joelle. But he describes his perfect day. We drank pina coladas, watched the sun setting over the yeah. bay. We made love in the sand. And then when we were through, we went back to her room and watched Ghostbusters too. <laughs> <laughs> Smoked half a joint and ate half a pound of pate. And, uh, and so I wrote that lyric because yeah. that probably is the day. <laughs> that sounds like a good day to me. Sounds like a pretty good day. Any day 
that ends with pate. Really good with day. Pate. Although the memory of Joelle says it was way too much pate. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a food do you think that you could, apart from cheese, yeah. that you could just eat? and eat forever. No, for the same reason, because anything repeated is, is hell. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, um, you know, a baguette mm. and butter or a baguette mm. and butter and pate. I'm sorry yeah. to the vegetarians. Charcuterie. Yeah. If oh, I, yeah. If, Nibbly, if my so. rest of my, if I had to choose one sort of meal, it would just be sort of cheese and charcuterie and a bottle of, well, in the day white or in the in the night it, red. Yeah, mm. I love that. It's just changed the menu just now. That. Yeah, yeah. That. yeah, I'm quite angry That's about these vegetables. Yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Do go see Groundhog Day at the Old Vic. It is on until the middle of August. Shall we eat? We should eat. Yeah, I think we should. I love that Angela's actually making us food. Tim, she does actually cook. <laughs> yeah. She's not just an avatar. No, actually does do it. I always think when, when I saw Ange cooking this morning when I came in, I was like, do, is this a downgrade for you? What do you mean? Like, because do you, when you're cooking in like when, you know, your Michelin yeah, star Michelin. kitchens, you don't have like a sous chef. Yeah, we have chefs do that, but that doesn't mean that I don't do stuff when I'm in the kitchen. Oh, okay. Well, you just think I, I just sit there you, and no, direct. I, no, 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 I'm not joking. I thought like the head chef sort of was like the, Cinematographer. Yeah, but the head chef gets involved, right. isn't it? You know, you get involved in everything when you do stuff. Yeah. You can't be that detached. I don't think in any business, if you care about it enough, you're detached. Like you said about, you know, the musical Groundhog Day, you would not, even though you've done it before. Oh, I'd have sit in a chair You would and not have people. come over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you do it better. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got to care. You care about it. Yeah, all. you care. Yeah. Can I help? I don't. This not is not really. No. No. <laughs> Just, no. no. I would definitely make it worse. Do you cook at home, Tim? No. 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 Straight no. No, I don't. <laughs> I've never I had a cook, no. <laughs> I cook shamefully, rarely. Uh huh. I really enjoy it. Yeah, I don't. Nah. I don't cook. I don't watch telly. Mm. I don't listen to music. I don't do anything. I, I work and then I stop and have a glass of wine and talk to my kids uh -huh. and then go to bed and then I get up and start again. Yeah, <laughs> start I, again. I, I, yeah no, I, I, sh I need to make, make a bit more space uh -huh. in the evenings. My wife cooks, but not with a huge amount of passion, like neither of us are cooks, which is a bit of a pity, but she cooks because it's, you know, part of her job. Right. As in we have an oddly traditional uh -huh. relationship and it's exactly what she wants. But yeah, she does that stuff much more than I do. If you were to do it, Tim, what mm. would we trust you to, to smash? Oh, look. Being an Australian male, I will often go, it's a lovely day, so I'll do it all on a barbecue. And mm. the barbecues can be anything from beautiful marinated chicken and prawns and stuff to just sausages and buns. But like most non-cook cooks, it's pasta and I make a really good lasagna. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My bolognese involves quite a lot of red wine and reducing it over a long period of time and uh -huh. stuff. So it's not completely bogan, but it's pretty... Pretty base. It's pretty base. Sounds yeah. delicious, though. Sounds yeah. good. So I'll what always go to past. Bogan. Bogan, yeah. What does that mean? It's not really an equivalent. It's sort of like Australian white trash, but it doesn't. It's not that condescending, and it's right. not like chav, but it's in that area. Yeah, okay. I it's get like, what oh, oh, mate, just, just bloody <coughs> rig a pipe. Don't fix your loo. Just put a pipe in a bucket. You know, it's like. Yeah, it's right, just a bit, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little bit like it's the best, uh, the best yeah. and the worst of us. Like a bit yeah. basic. Yeah, yeah, a bit like. 
bogans in Australia are, right. yeah, wear black jeans to the beach and get drunk and have, have a fight. You know? Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that guy. Is it a stereotype in Australia or is it true people do love to have a bloody barbecue? Yeah, well, except you guys, for you, barbecue is a, and the Americans a bit, it's a style do of it cooking. Badly. So you do it badly, you get some <laughs> aluminium tray full of coal from a, I mean, from it's like the weirdest garage. thing from a yeah. garage, and it's really chemically burn a patch on the grass. It's just so weird, and you're sort of like <laughs> trying to light it in between rain. And it's just so sad. Many, many people in Australia just have an outdoor kitchen, basically. So, if you're lucky enough to be able to build a house in Australia, we'll have a built-in outdoor barbecue area, which is all gas and plumbed and stuff. Yeah. So it's actually just an outdoor stove, but it's a grill, and yeah, it's it's huge, culturally huge, and it's not put another shrimp on there. It's not usually, prawns and stuff are usually Christmas. You have, you have seafood, but it's mostly the sausages and chops and steaks and you know, lamb chops mm -hmm. and mm. you might do it twice a week in yeah. summer, yeah. And, and usually, it's, uh, traditionally, it's the dads, of course. It's That's the dads, changing yeah. now, but my dad, master, you know, my, he'll do a whole roast yeah. On the on the barbecue with a hood, but wow. that's what he knows how to do. It's, it's very much used to so be. So is that your thing? You do it, or you're breaking these traditions? No, I do. Um, our kids were born here in in London, and then we lived in LA and stuff. So we returned to Australia five years ago, and we're trying to sort of rebuild those traditions. Yeah. Not not the gender divide, but yeah. the absolutely. We're, we're actually renovating our house now. Nice. We're, We've got a bifold window where the kitchen bench will then extend out into the oh. outside bench, and so it's sort of indoor outdoor kitchen. Oh yeah, which it, because Perfect. why I moved back to Australia? You know, in my industry, moving back to Australia is not good for my business. But if you want to do the lifestyle, you better get into it. and we need yeah. a beach and stuff. Mm. So. Oh god, it's yeah. funny, isn't it, that the outdoor cooking is seen as like the man's dad doesn't cook inside. Yeah. <laughs> like my dad never saw him ever ever in his life cook inside. Yeah. It's but outside, you need yes. to be you need to be hairy to cook outside <laughs> yeah, in the weather. And fire. <laughs> Why? What is that about? Do you remember going to your first British barbecue <laughs> <laughs> or witnessing? I remember this sort of slight cultural. We we the first place we live is an upstairs flat. We adored our neighbours and we shared a little, you know, strip of mud that we call it back. <laughs> it was like all the grass for five days a year you can sit on. The rest of the time it's like just a swamp. I do remember this sort of culture clash where they would sort of have this little dinky coal thing that they hadn't put together properly and it was rickety and they'd sort of try and light it and we bought a what I think of a barbecue, which I understand to a Brits looks a bit American. It's like got mm. a hood and a yeah. fold out tables and a gas bottle. And there was definitely a, a sense of mutual contempt. <laughs> they were like, oh, how crass, you know. Showing off. How, how crass to have a gas barbecue you can cook inside. And I was like, what the hell are you doing, mate? Like, what are you going to cook on that? Are you going to give me a raw sausage and you sit in the mud? Come on. <laughs> okay, here we go. It is. Time to eat. Yes. Do you want to give us the official title of this? So our official title mm. is char-grilled vegetable and orecchietti salad with fresh pesto and rocket. Delicious. Bon appetit. Mm. Exciting. Tomatoes are one of my favourite. And on uh, any of my breakfasts that mm. I yeah. either order mm. or cook, cherry tomatoes. Mm. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> that is tasty. It's, this feels like it's been made by someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it mm. possible? Maybe. A tad. Oh. Wow, that is so tasty, isn't it? Oh. Delicious. I love roast peppers too. Oh. Yeah. We're ticking all your boxes oh, today, Tim. Oh, you ticked Tim. my box this so hard. This is brilliant. Hard. I'm loving it. 
So this homemade pesto, Ange, that does not taste like when I make pesto at home. <laughs> is this that because you taste. take the jar off? Yeah, like I take the, the lid, lid off, off and yeah, then pour and it in then, the pan. How did you make this so, so tasty? What's in it? Cheese, pine nuts, basil, olive, olive oil. oil. That's it. Garlic. Pa- parmesan. Oh, garlic. garlic. Parmesan. Yeah. And bizarrely how you blend it. You would never think that, but you oh, need really? to blend the garlic first, add the olive oil, then the basil afterwards. See, when I see that in a recipe, I'm like, whatever. Don't matter. But it really does. Oh, I never believe it. I'm just like, whack it in. To be fair, certain things you can whack it in, but all you'll do is bruise the basil and it's black. Bruise the basil? Who would have thought a poor little basil plant would get bruised? Doesn't get bruised if you've done your garlic and oil first? No, because once you add the oil, that sort of protects it. It's mm. like a little cushion. Protects Aww. it. I'm talking, my sister's just had a baby, so I'm talking about all these motherly things. Little mm. cushion, protect the baby basil. It's all fine. Mm. <laughs> wow. Did your sister call her child basil? No. <laughs> it's baby basil. I was putting loads of names for her, and she was just going to reject no veto, but she came out with Elsie, which I think is Aww. a fantastic name. Elsie. Really good. Little name. Elsie. Bessie, basil would have been better. I know exactly why we didn't go basil, because we have a friend basil who never listens to this, but he may now because people tell. Him, and mm. he's the most annoying person there is. Oh, oh, oh. And I say this with love, Basil, but you're a pain in the butt. So there's no way on earth I would ever call my niece or nephew oh Basil. What's the problem with Basil? Basil knows his problems. We've just... What? Well, I don't know Basil's problems. We've just cancelled Basil. Basil. Yeah. I, I will cancel. Basil, we always do these walks on the... You know we're saying about the Sunday um, brunch and stuff. Oh so we always God. go for a walk on the heath with all our dogs. And Basil yeah. comes, and we love Basil. But I've already sworn at him before we've left the house. House. And bear in mind, we're leaving at like 6.30, quarter to seven. I think you're in love with Basil. I'm not. Oh, my God. you got a crush no, on Basil. No, Don't say that, because if he hears that, he'll go, I know you love me. Does he believe that? <laughs> he probably will now. We are going to have some wine with this. We thought we'd go for a chilled red. Yeah. Um, we've gone for a chilled Pinot Noir. Um, and we've gone for this because you love a Pinot Noir, right, mm. Ange? Why do you love a, a Pinot Noir and do you like it chilled? I like it chilled and I like it because it's light. Are you a fan, Tim? I'm loving this. Mm. If any of my fanny fans are listening, they'll know that I don't do Pinot. In fact, I don't do Pinot to such an extent. Like in the first season of my TV show, Upright, he says, anything but Pinot. He goes, oh, red wine, unless it's Pinot, in which case beer. And so I I make all these jokes about Pinot and I've had a a public spat with Sam Neill who makes Uh, Pinot Noir. Um, (laughs) Brilliant. No, a joke spat. I reckon 50 or 60 or 70% of Pinots have something in them that just does my head in. Right. And this isn't, this is really nice. And I think actually chilling it. Nice backtrack helps in there. Me. <laughs> okay. Well, that's why, I was, that's why I was so tentatively sipping it. The wine we've gone for is the Albert Road Pinot Noir, South African wine. You can get all the details on the wine and the recipe on waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes. That's the way to do it. Helen McGinn, who you'll know off of the telly for being a wine expert and writes in the Waitrose food magazine, she's like, it has to be a, a certain type of red. You can't just chill any red. No. So don't just whack a Chateau Neuf de Pape in your freezer. It's not going to happen. She said, we need one that's lighter on the fruitier side that's low in tannins. That's it. That's go. the key. So that's how you know. Light and fruity, like myself. Mm. Indeed. <laughs> Oh, that Nick, low in tannins. Yeah, he is low in tannins. Low in tannins. You know what I say. 
Tim, let's talk about your relationship in your family with food when you were growing up. We heard you were in quite a regimented family with, with food and mealtimes that you had to sit in your seat. That was Tim's seat and it was mm. locked in. I've never thought of it as regimented, but I think when you've got four kids, there's... You know, mm-hmm. And yes, it was... Um, organised, maybe. Organised and also yeah. sort of... Um, quite middle class. You know, my dad's a surgeon and it was a very nice table in a very nice room and we'd eat there... Nearly every night, six yeah. of us around a table. And, yeah, we all had our spots and we all had our jobs. And I've never thought of it as regimented. I suppose that is, right? It wasn't... I just don't want anyone to picture sort of on traps. Like, <laughs> yeah. We were the same in our house, though. Yeah. We, we, we had time, to, right. It wasn't like you have to sit there. But, you know, if you dared sit in your sibling seat, they'd be like, that's yeah. my seat. Mm. I, it just emerged, I think. And also because I was a second son. Right. My mum, my I don't know what she was reading, Dr. Spock or something, but... um. <laughs> she had ideas about, so dad was at that end of the table and I was at the other end. So by the time there were four of us, I was at the other head of the table. And I think right. that was mum going, oh, second child, he'll be, he'll grow up to be all insecure and stuff. So we've got to, and, and, sure. and look, it worked. I mean, yeah. it really did. I, I'm a mess of a man. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't know it because I have that head of the table vibe. <laughs> <laughs> because I remember always family dinners, like my brother just used to get in trouble, even though he was... 13 years older than me. So even as an adult man, he'd be being told off by my mum because he ate too quickly. Oh, he'd right. just want it over with. You know, he'd just yeah. be like, I'm going out. Shovel. What were you like? One you of quite... my siblings, I was the slowest mm-hmm. by a long shot. One of my siblings ate really, really fast. But yeah, everyone would be waiting for me and I'd be like, oh, Tim. And I don't, I don't know why. It doesn't seem to add up to anything yeah. I've ended up being. Although I, I don't think I eat particularly fast now. Mm. I sometimes... I, I feel like I'm eating fast. Some people are like hoovers. This is so I'm weird. And you don't, you don't look like they're shoveling it in. Yeah. They just you yeah. blink and it's gone. I'm really hoovery. I'm really bad. You know, I'm I, a quick eater. I'm so, I don't know what it was. I think hoovery. mine's to do with work because you're standing you on your feet and mm-hmm. you just quit and eat something. Yeah. Neil's hoovers. Um, but my cousin's like you, Tim. He, we will, there'll probably be 20 of us around the table mm. and he will be still halfway through when mm-hmm. everyone else has mm-hmm. finished <laughs> we're like some people are really annoying just come you know, on move it on Eat. please Hurry come up. on Hurry up. Come and on. he'll Get literally he's as thin as a rake and he will just go leave that I will just take my time mm-hmm. and he'll finish everything wow and you know he's quite good so at it what's Basil there. like Ethan? Basil yeah. ignore Basil <laughs> He said food's the enemy. See, no, he did not. Says, oh, yeah. that's why you yeah. hate him. Hold on now. Let's it all not comes bring He's the anti again. It's not the battle show. Although no. Basil likes to, things to be the battle show. <laughs> 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 I'm going to get so annihilated. Oh, my God. How did you find living in L.A.? Oh, well, oh. I mean, I am much more British than I am. In fact, despite the um, cute culture clash anecdotes coming to England for me was a very mm. like a, this is my home like yeah in, in terms of my work and I love working and living in Australia and I have dear dear friends there but it yeah. was a really weird thing that uh, sort of self-taught muso from West Australia and I found my in Matthew and 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 my collaborators over here it's like I found my people here and yeah. I've I felt socially a bit like that as well and mm. English men and their mm. sort of self-deprecating gentleness sure. it, it suited me much better than, like, Aussie yeah. blokes. And, you know, um, one thing's weird, though, is I, I've always got along really well with women and I have never 
thought that you can't have individual relationships with women, even if they've got partners. Yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely in Britain and in, in America, it's everyone's cool with it, but it's unusual mm. that, that I'll ring up the, the woman and go, oh, so we get together and everyone's like, no, you're meant to talk to the man. And <laughs> like I've found that really surprising in Britain, which is so advanced in so many ways culturally yeah. and so um, open. But definitely I, none of the other boys ever rang Sarah mm. and I would ring all their wives and um, say, let's have sex. And they'd be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to you about toast because oh. when Andrew and I sat down to do Dish, we spoke about toast actually in our very first meeting. You're a big, big fan of toast. I like toast. Yeah. And um, Angela, I wanted to know more about and I was like, what's the best thing on toast? Because I thought it'd say a lot about a person. Mm. Very judgmental, aren't you? No, I just was like, oh, is gosh, she I'm sweet? Here to be is she chefy? Like, what yeah. kind of person is she? Yeah. And Angela's response was amazing because she said, everything's good on toast. True. Yeah, yeah. True. everything is good on she toast. She said it was a stupid question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, also um, true. Tim, are you a, a daily toast in Dorcha? No, but the boring subtext to all conversations about food is I quite often have to be naked or semi-naked on screen. And so my life is about like going, when's the next time I have to be semi-naked on oh, screen? Yeah. I don't have to be. I just write stuff so I... So you so are. You it's are. how I hope so you are, yeah. It's how he no, keeps his it, life It's an amazing control. thing about my career. Pretty much everything I've ever done on telly from you know, Australian historical drama Secret River, which I full frontal, and Californication where there's just so much of my bum and <laughs> um, both seasons of Upright, which I wrote, so I have no excuse yeah. where... There's, there's, <laughs> you knew what you were doing. And there's just so much nudity. And I think part of why I end up doing that stuff is because it's the only way I can keep myself like I need a threat it's yeah, like you said like, earlier do you, the do you like so being anxious yeah. and yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I love yeah. something holding me yeah, yeah. to account uh -huh. you know? but anyway so I eat toast uh, uh, depending on what's coming up <laughs> 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 I'm not eating toast at the moment because I've got a no, shoot no, yeah, he's, he's naked in two weeks naked that's in right, August right. we have <laughs> our um, end of the show question for you Tim oh, for wow. you to open and answer all right, oh, there's an you. envelope. If you get this question right, we've got a goodie bag for you, Tim. Do you want me to describe what I'm looking at? Please. Here? Yeah. It appears to be a tweet, which I, uh, and I recommend this as part of your diet, get off Twitter. It's yeah. ruining the world. <laughs> I got off Twitter a couple of years ago. Oh, my God, it's so good. Except that it makes me sad that it's still going. So, so this is a tweet from 2013 from me just before Christmas. And it says, if blank is a cure for tiredness and or sadness, I should see a marked improvement imminently. Hmm. Do you remember if what the blank was? Mm. Implies I was tired and sad, which makes me sad for past me. Um, <laughs> the if, heady days of 2013. Um, masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> was I masturbating heavily? That's not the answer it is now. <laughs> uh, if, if, geez, no, it's too, the blank is quite it's long. It's quite it long, like, yeah. It is a long blank, if, yeah. Yeah. If, if. If, if, um, uh, I, uh, I have no idea. What would it be if, if, if Pinot Noir? <laughs> um, eating cheese is a cure for Not tiredness cheese. If eating pasta, if eating steak, uh, bread, toast. Yay! Oh, I'm so oh, dumb. Oh. <laughs>
fun. That's if so eating loads of like, toast honestly, is a cure for tiredness. Yeah. I couldn't be more <laughs> stupid. It's oh, <laughs> um, a reasonably good indication of how I work. I overthink things. <laughs> actually, it's really, really simple. It's <laughs> really it's simple. It's the joy of all of us. Yeah. Tim, thank you for coming around for pasta. It was a yeah. in the huge pleasure. Thank you so thank much you for, for the coming. meal. It was brilliant. And your nice conversation. It was Nick great to have you. And um, good luck with all of your many projects. Exactly. Yeah. Go see Groundhog Day, it'll change your life. Yes. Even if you incredible. don't like musicals or you do love musicals, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll like love it. it. I've got you to go. Will. I've actually you got actually to go. go. Yeah. I must. I'll I must. sort you out. Um, Tim, I mean, you'll pay you. double, but I'll yeah. get you a set. <laughs> really sweet. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tim Minchin, everybody. Thank you, Tim. I love last night is when the three are at the bar mm. and they've just doing this with the drink. I was like, how did they? It was head. and the I'm three really go. magical jokes as well. The very excellent Catelyn Moran is our guest next week on Dish. What I call the Love Island jeans, the super tight jeans. Oh, yeah. I can extrapolate a whole host of social problems off the back of those. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like men have left the house wearing a pair of women's hundred denier tights. Yes. Like, kind of like, or medieval hose. You can see everything <laughs> horrible, that's in those jeans. Horrible. Like kind of like, there, you know, there are body parts pressed up against the seam of those jeans, like Han Solo's face frozen in carbonite. <laughs> All the recipes and drinks can be found on the Waitrose website at waitrose.com slash dish recipes. Follow Dish from Waitrose wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends, tell your family, and why not leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? We can't all have a Michelin star chef in the kitchen, but you can get some Michelin star advice. Email your questions for Angela to dish at waitrose.co.uk. Waitrose, food to feel good about.